The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. My name is Joni Siegel, and I'm the host for this podcast. My husband, Steve Siegel, is the producer and co-founder of the podcast. Today's episode is episode number 321. And just a reminder to please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star rating. That way, when people have questions about addiction or are looking for resources, they'll find our podcast. Please also check out our YouTube channel, subscribe there, give our videos a thumbs up, and also ring the bell so that you're notified when we put up new videos. Today's episode is an interview with a lady named Ellen Elizabeth. Ellen Elizabeth is an author and coach representing people who are dealing with the struggle and shame that comes from feelings of inadequacy, especially the feelings of inability to quit addictive behavior. She wants to inspire people to define who they want to be and to help them transform their demons into dreams through radical honesty. That's a good concept, radical honesty. She can be found at at sign it's Ellen Elizabeth on Instagram and Facebook. She's got a memoir coming out. We'll ask her to tell us more about that. It'll be released in May. So without further ado, let's talk to Ellen Elizabeth. Ellen, thank you so much for being willing to talk to us today on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to have our discussion. I'm excited because based on what I read, I know that you you definitely like to help other people, which is what we're all about. Absolutely. That's what I strive for. It really just makes me feel feel good and know that I'm doing something for others. I understand. So take us back. Tell us about your childhood. I know you live in Colorado now. Just tell us where you grew up and um, what led you into drugs or alcohol? What kind of was the precursor for that? Absolutely. So I grew up in Colorado Springs, which is where I still live now. Um, I'm a native and I had a great childhood, loving parents, loving family, um, no trauma, no, you know, poverty or anything bad that would have led me down the path that I went down. Um, I truly believe I was born with the disease of addiction, alcoholism, and it's just been inside of me and I needed something somewhere to get it out. Um, so Great high school, straight A student, band, honor roll, sports, did all the things. And uh, my first boyfriend introduced me to meth. Um, so I quickly went from doing really well, going on the right path, and took a big leap um, that was kind of alarming. But, and how old were you then? So I was 18 the first time I tried it. Um, and I'd you know, had done parties a little bit in high school, but not at all compared to most kids. I was pretty tame um, for partying. I was going to say you kind of went from zero to 60 if your first yes, was meth. Wow. I really did. And it just goes to show how little self-love and confidence I had. Um, I essentially changed everything about myself for this relationship. Um, I wanted him to love me no matter what. And so I did anything and everything that he wanted me to. Um, at the time, I had no idea that he was truly in a really bad addiction. Um, I thought it was just something he liked to do for fun on the weekends. And it obviously grew into more than that. Um, so looking back, he was 
like the first person on my list that I actually had to like forgive in order to move forward. And that was really hard for me because I'd never looked at it that way. I'd never looked at him as an addict. Um, so that's kind of where the drugs start. So I started with hard drugs. Um, and then once that guy and I broke up, I was able to quit the hard drugs, but then I simply transitioned to alcohol and so I did the drugs for about three and a half years and then was up from the age of 21 to 32 was drinking every day. I see. And what um, what led you to decide to change that behavior? I mean, people drink all the time. I mean, the drinking was real. So it was weird because getting off the drugs, I didn't go to rehab. I don't remember any withdrawals or anything. It was just kind of like, oh, I, I don't need those anymore, but here's this alcohol. Um, so the alcohol was really, really hard to stop. Um, especially because it's literally on every street corner. It's at every restaurant, every party, it's what people do. Um, and I'd had several, several really bad experiences with alcohol. I'd been lying to myself pretty much for eight or nine years, knowing that I had a problem, but not admitting it out loud. And it just, my husband and I were now married. We met when I was still drinking. Then we got married and we wanted to have children. And we went through several years of infertility treatments. And even doing those, I couldn't stop drinking. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to get scared that I would get pregnant, even though that's all I wanted. But I knew that would mean quit drinking for nine months. And that idea just boggled my mind. I couldn't imagine doing that. Um, so did then he I, know you had a problem or did. Yes. he did? Okay. So and did he, he drink was, as well or? He was very supportive and he, he said, you know, for this two week wait, we're not going to drink because you could be pregnant. And I said, okay. So he wouldn't drink, but I would sneak shooters on the way home huh. um, just to get, I, I wouldn't get drunk. So I knew he would notice. So I would get the amount that I knew I needed to just like calm the shakes and not feel terrible. Um, and so that went on for about a year and a half. And even when, like, even during those periods where I could have been pregnant, I was still drinking. Um, and that's when I kind of was figuring out like, this is really bad. <laughs> I've known it was bad, but now it's like you won't be able to have kids that are healthy or at all. And um, so that was just in the back of my brain, but then several other really bad drunk episodes happened. And the last week that I was drinking, I was um, hiding it because we had again decided to stop drinking together and um, drinking a bottle of vodka every day starting in the morning and this was the first time that I was actually going into work and drinking. Mm. And it was to the point where I was wasted by lunch and um, knew I would get fired if I got caught. So I had to call my husband to bail me out. And that's pretty much, I passed out in the car. But right before I passed out, I said, I think I need to go to rehab. So that was the first time I actually kind of voiced anything. And that was the last time I drank vodka. So not to put you on the spot. And but, if you don't, it's okay. But some of these experiences that you had, are you willing to share them? You said some bad drunk experiences? Yeah, so okay. really bad things. And I've actually written a book. So definitely check that out when it comes out because it's all about these fun stories. Um, okay. I would get very violent and um, 
just filled with rage. My go-to emotion was anger. Um, so there were some, I would try to fight bouncers in bars and just find trouble wherever I could. I drove in a blackout across the town like 30 minutes with no recollection whatsoever. Um, I did call my husband from the car and he didn't know where I was. I went silent on the phone and he thought I drove off and died somewhere. Um, and somehow he was able to find me with my car running and I was passed out in the parking lot. I was just going to say someone was looking out for you if you didn't A, kill yourself or B, kill anybody else. Exactly. Um, And then there's been, again, just really embarrassing. I used to take Ambien after drinking to help fall asleep. And if I didn't fall asleep right away, weird things, embarrassing. I would wander into neighbor's houses and just kind of like not scary, dangerous things, but just kind of humorous and embarrassing. Um, And then, yeah, so the blackout thing, there were times in, we went to Europe for a trip and um, we had decided to only drink wine. And so then I was obsessed with just finding wine all day. And the whole trip was just kind of ruined because my husband was like, why are you so worried about getting wine? It's 10 in the morning. Mm -hmm. So just a lot of things where, you know, I felt controlled, which made me retaliate and try to do it more. And sometimes the hardest thing about getting someone into recovery is getting them to agree to treatment. Bobby Newman, a certified drug counselor with 30 years experience and an over 85% success rate as an interventionist, has created a series of 12 videos that you can use right now to learn every step to get your loved one to agree to treatment. Call 866-989-4499 today and say the word podcast to get a 10% discount or go to newmaninterventions.com and type in the word podcast for a 10% discount. This service comes with a free one-hour consultation with Bobby. Yeah. Understood. So back to where you were talking before, you said that you quit drinking the vodka. Did that mean you quit drinking period or just the yes, vodka? So I haven't had, I've been alcohol free um, for six years. Oh, okay. And, um, since then we've had our twins and they're now four. So I was able to actually get pregnant once I was sober. Um, Isn't I, Okay. I have to stop you. I just find that very interesting that once you quit, you were able to get pregnant. Were you, did you still have to do infertility or yes. was that okay? No, we did. So they okay. did brought it up um, after the fact, obviously the, when I was still drinking and going through it, I didn't tell them how much I was drinking, but afterwards I did. And they were like, you know, everything you've been doing is not the key contributor to this issue. Um, it does have to do with you and your husband, how you are compatible. Right. So it wasn't like the main reason, but didn't help. It didn't help. And right. it didn't help me. I blamed myself for everything. Um, and that was another reason that the cycle was so awful. Um, Understood. Oh, you, yeah. how did you, did you do any sort of detox or did you just stop I and did. that was it? No, I went to a rehab facility okay. um, patient and it was, um, I think about 20, one to 24 days. I don't remember exactly. I signed up thinking it'd be about 30 days, but insurance is always a struggle. 
So oh, yeah, she can have 21 days and hey, she's not clean and sober. Bummer. Don't get me started. <clears throat> but it worked for me. Um, and one of the few, I know not many people made it from the ones that I knew there. And um, so yes, I did that. And then I immediately got into AA and have been doing that for the whole six years. Um, once COVID started, I joined quite a few online communities for recovery, and they're not all AA-based, so I believe there's many different paths that you right. can take, um, and I like to try a bunch of different ones. So, yeah. Well, I I th- and I think, um, you know, just based on what I'm hearing, that probably the fact that you do a lot of those groups and you do stay connected is is a major part of how you have been able to make it. You said other people didn't make it, and I think I think that that's huge. We've we've been talking recently about aftercare. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's one thing stopping the drugs, and then there's what do you do now, and how do you stay sober? And that's equally, I think as important and possibly equally as difficult as getting sober in the first place. Totally agree. And yeah. it's, I don't know, I because I tried AA when I was 24, didn't think I had a problem, did it for somebody else, so thought it was just silly. Um, and so when I went into rehab, I didn't really think, you know, oh, that's maybe what you'll end up doing. It was just kind of like, I need to quit drinking. Let's go figure out what to do. Um, but we did learn, or at least I did, like we had to have our aftercare plan and have people hold us accountable. And I was really lucky that my husband and my family are very supportive. Um, my husband removed the alcohol from the house. He no longer drinks at home. Um, he's a normie, so he can drink um, like a regular human. And um, so I did have a good support system, but we went through like individual therapy sessions where you write your plan for afterwards. Cause it's like, you're in a bubble when you're in rehab. I mean, depends on the rehab drugs still get in and you know, things happen, but you're safe. And then when you go out, it's kind of like, okay, what do I do? Right. Like, because then you have life, but now you have life without the crutch of alcohol. And it's like, how do you deal with things? Because right. it's it's a new thing. But you decided not only to do things for yourself and move ahead with yourself and improve your own life, but tell us what you're doing in terms of others because you're reaching out. I am. So I love, I decided to start promoting, you know, inspirational, motivational things on Instagram. I have my own public Instagram account and I started a website and a blog just I just want to reach people and help anyone who needs it or help a family member who has someone that's struggling. And it's always been my dream to be a therapist or a coach. So I'm working on getting certified as a holistic and recovery coach. Um, And I'm writing a book so that I hope my book will go out into the world and people who read it will, it'll resonate with them and hopefully help them as well. I just love, it makes me feel good to give back to others because then I get out of myself. There's so many things I can just obsess about things that are going on wrong with me all day long and not worry about anyone else. And if you just do the opposite and try to help others, to me, that's just so much more healthy and it gets you out of your sense of self and your ego. Um, I think it's huge. I think it's huge. We've talked to a lot of people who once they're in recovery, you know, they want to, 
write a book or go do public speaking and even just being willing to come on the podcast and tell your story. I always say this, it's like, it's not the prettiest part of your life, but the fact that you open up and you share it with others. Um, I remember years ago, we had a woman who had gone through treatment and, you know, her friends said to her, well, you don't have anything wrong with you. You just drink a little bit and take pills every day, you know? And, and, and it was like, yeah, but you know, the fact that she was willing to share her story, confront the fact that she had a problem, the fact that you did that, and now you're willing to share your story and write your book. It's huge. And it, it communicates to others. So I think that's huge. Thank you. Yeah, I do too. I, and a lot of the reason I didn't get help for a while is because some of my close people said, you're not an alcoholic. You just like to drink when you drink. And it, I mean, some knew that I was probably drinking more than I said, but others had no idea that I had a little closet bar in my gym bag. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, you mentioned that you wanted to become, you mentioned the word holistic as part of what you want to do. What is, what does that, what does that mean to you? What does that mean? So it's just more like natural spirit, body, mind, how everything works together. And I've just become so much more spiritual since getting sober and I have such a stronger sense of, you know, who I call it the universe. Others would say higher power. Others would say God. I just feel so much more connected. And even with, you know, medicine for, you know, anxiety and stuff, I'm trying to do more natural approaches than just having doctors throw pills at me. Um, so I'm just really into like how everything is connected and it's not because obviously I had all these mental illnesses and stuff but while I was drinking, I was trying to numb it so I wouldn't feel those. And so I'm just trying to get to the root cause of things in a more natural way. And so I want to be able to help others to do that as well. You are listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information on the podcast or to reach out if you have a story you would like to share with us, go to our Facebook page by the same name, or you can email us at theaddictionpodcast at yahoo.com, or go to our website, theaddictionpodcast.com, or call us at 727-314-7080. And please remember to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review. It's uh, huge. It's yeah. absolutely huge because we know if there's one thing we've learned and, and neither Steve nor I have our own personal history of addiction, but we know that there's the physical addiction that you get that, you know, you have to come through, but then there's mental addiction and there's spiritual addiction. And if you don't address them all, then it, you know, it, it, it you're not going to come out of it. And I think the fact that you were focusing on those and perhaps less on more medication, which is a whole other subject that we're not going to go heavily into right now. We do definitely have an opinion on that. But just the fact that you're willing to look at it more from a holistic viewpoint, I think I think it's huge. And I think so many people are going to be able to benefit from that. So we definitely wish you all kinds of success with that. And your book, I think um, I read in your bio, it comes out in May. Yes, May 23rd of this year. So and tell me the title again. I probably said it, but Tell it's called that. Split Ends. Split Ends. I like that. Yeah, it's not too. all about hair. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for talking to us today. Um, give us one last just 
positive message for our listeners. You know, we figure we have a lot of people who have loved ones who are in addiction or maybe in recovery. We have, I don't know how many people we have in active addiction. I know we have people in recovery that listen, but give a positive message they can take with them. Well, I just want everyone to know, especially if if you are struggling, you're not alone. There's plenty of people like me who have been through it before. And if you are in recovery, you're an effing rock star and that is your superpower and keep it up. And if you have a family member struggling, there's plenty of resources for you as well. And, you know, we're all in this together. That's why I love this community. I love that. I love that. An effing rock star. I mean, I, you know, you are a rock star yourself for coming through it because we know it's not easy. We've talked to enough people who've come, come through it and are in recovery. And we know that it's not a walk in the park, but it's worth it. And how do people, can people reach out to you? And if so, what's your website and how do they find you? Absolutely. So my website is www.itsellenelizabeth.com. So there's ways to um, contact me from there, or I'm on Instagram and Facebook also at It's Ellen Elizabeth. And just for our listeners, Ellen, you know how to spell it, Elizabeth, common spelling. So it's ellenelizabeth.com. Ellen Elizabeth, thank you so much for talking to us today. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. Same. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. Once again, her website is it's ITS ellenelizabeth.com. And the name of her book, which is coming out in a few weeks, it's coming out on 523, May 23rd, and it's called Split Ends. So Split Ends by Ellen Elizabeth. You're going to want to get it. Uh, she tells way more stories in there, she says. So definitely get it. And if you have someone who needs help, please reach out. If you don't know where to send them or you don't know who to ask, you know, we have a wonderful gentleman who advertises on the podcast. His name is Bobby Newman. He is an expert interventionist. So we can put you in touch with him. We have resources for you. So if nothing else, you can always reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. And we'll be back again with another interview. You have been listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information, reach out to us on Facebook or go to www.theaddictionpodcast.com. Our email is theaddictionpodcast at yahoo.com.